everybody, and welcome back to another episode of You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void, episode 19. Here with the gang, who's going to handle the recap from 18? Um, we began the assault on the tower in the city that we're in, um, and we went in, got in a little fight in the lobby with like a reporter, I think, whipped his ass, um, like went... Well, not only destroyed his Pokemon, um, but put him to sleep and left his body there. So he's just in, in the lobby slipping while all this is going on. We then took the elevator up to the second floor or third floor, whatever floor. There's like a floor that's got the radio equipment that they're calling for help from in it. So we went there first. There were three guys with guns there. Um, the, the, with the Pokemon killing bullets, which did not kill our Pokemon because we absolutely fucking wrecked those guys. And Porygon um, converted them to normal bullets. Porygon converted them to normal bullets. To normal human killing bullets. And, uh... <laughs> you know, the things yeah. you guys need to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's okay. I've been shot several times. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we killed two of them extremely quickly and then the third guy uh, surrendered and joe uh executed him <laughs> that's not what happened <laughs> with a rock tomb <laughs> i made him a nice little cage and he just happened to have to breathe and it didn't <laughs> work right. out in the i like end. how joe's like yeah but i built a cage around but like his hands are still out <laughs> right <Okay. laughs> Okay, cool. He's got, so you can got, watch the life escape from his, his body. His nostrils are at the end of his fingertips. <laughs> He's like crumb from real monsters. There's something going on <laughs> at the end of his hands, but we're just not sure. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much right. So, And we turned off the radio. Yep, HB got in, turned off the radio. I think that's it. We're Now we're going to the roof, right? Yep, you guys got back in the elevator uh, to recap some uh, potentially important information so you guys don't get bogged down on some easy stuff. Um, that never happens, as we are um, want to do. The passcode to the door to the roof yes. is something an idiot would have on their luggage. Something Morty would have on his luggage. Whoa! So uh, <laughs> sick burn on Morty. So yeah, um, we're in the thick of it. So you guys were back in the elevator. Um, HB said like she can get a couple charges out of the elevator, so she's kind of like, "Hey, our first stop had to be to kill the radio communication out. Next stop, she's opening it up, um, but she highly recommends the roof, uh, and she her hand is hovering over the buttons in the elevator uh, until one of you makes a decision." Oh yeah, roof was definitely I think our our game plan. Um, did anybody happen to see the uh, restroom? <laughs> Morty, are you serious? Not I now. drank a lot of coffee this morning. There's a corner. I can piss off the roof. Never mind. To the roof. Perfect. Let's go, HP. HP nervously hits the the <laughs> the button for uh, for roof, uh, symbolized as RF on the elevator. The elevator rumbles to life and goes on for what seems like minutes as this uh, elevator travels up and up and up. Um, the doors see the elevator open into kind of a deserted hallway, nothing on the wall, kind of like a concrete hallway that leads straight down some dimly lit, uh, lights illuminate, uh, sporadically throughout this hallway. And at the end, you just see a big iron door with, uh, with a keypad numbers, uh, one through nine on it. Morty, what would you put on your luggage? Uh, one, 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 one. One, 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 one. All right, let's try it. So June flips all the numbers to one, or I guess pushes the one nine times. Can't. <clears throat> uh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, as you go one, two, three, four, five, after you hit five, the the light turns <laughs> nice. green and the, the door kicks open slightly. Guys, it's I a Spaceballs reference. The password is one, two, three, four, five. Man, that's the type of password an idiot would have on his <laughs> luggage. And then he repeats it later, and the other guy says, man, that's a, that's crazy. It's the same password I, saw, I have in my luggage. I saw someone caught that on Discord, and I still didn't know pretty, what the reference was. It was, it was it Jacob was pretty, pretty in our, in our, in our chat. chat. Oh, yeah. that's what and then I even said, man, I can't believe they didn't get the Spaceballs reference. I think okay. I've seen Spaceballs maybe once. I didn't think it was that good. 
It's okay. irrelevant how good you think it we is. We have to move no. on. <laughs> Meat, yeah, Meatballs, Meatballs was a better movie. Police Academy, better movie. <laughs> okay, we're, we're moving past it. Door opens to the roof. <laughs> Naming other movies. <laughs> All right. You guys ready or what? Airplane. Howard the Duck. Ready. Through the door. Right. June stops at five. You step out onto the roof. Snow-capped mountaintops can be seen all around you. It doesn't take you long to realize that this building is the highest point in the mountain range. The air is crisp, cool, and noticeably cleaner than anything else you've ever taken into your lungs. You feel energized. The roof is square with the massive cylindrical antenna sprouting from its center. To the left of the antenna is a large weather-beaten computer. HB does not hesitate and runs right over to it releasing Magnemite and Porygon to her to her side as she begins to operate uh, the computer and doing as it uh, and the, her Pokemon doing as she commands to assist in helping install the MacGuffin. So H, HB is with Porygon and uh, Bucket the Porygon and Otto the Magnemite and they are, she is clacking away on this computer. Um, the Magnemite is kind of swiveling around the machine, giving it kind of some like zaps electricity. And you see Porygon maybe uh, doing kind of like a similar scan of it that uh, kind of looks like uh, doing the conversion thing again. You can't be sure, but that's kind of the maneuvers it's making. Um, and the roof, you guys are on the roof. Hmm. Um, well, June's going to release her Pokemon and kind of back away from the door. Uh, or the door of the elevator, seeing seeing that there. Well, I don't know. I want to look around. For, are there any other entrances onto the roof or doors we should kind of block off while she works? Um, you see just a, a a small kind of hatch on the other side, like kind of like a floor hatch. Maybe there's a ladder leading up to it, but not like a a, a what would be considered a commonly used port of entry to this besides the door you just came through now remember it's not the elevator door it's a door it's a door at the end of a hallway so it's just it's just the door all right so june says bud go stand on that hatch machop (laughs) that's what i was gonna suggest (laughs) cinder (laughs) keep an eye out don't let anybody come up here we gotta let hp work why don't you uh like rock tomb the elevator door too so they can't come up through the elevator we also have to leave well you can move the rock and it's just a normal door not an elevator door we've been over this uh yeah the door door i don't want to waste any more pp though that's a good move okay so fair uh aaron is over there cinder and machop are flanking you june Mm -hmm. okay jimmy do you have any pokemon out what are you doing I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if any of my guys have anything useful to be doing right now. I, uh, I'll release Yanma. Oh, boy. Who immediately <laughs> begins flitting around angrily, and I say, Yanma, keep an eye on the skies. And it just flies away, <laughs> doing who knows what. Okay. And you lost a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> all right, anything else? Not forever. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, Cinder is my active, just so, you know, since we can only really have one. Okay. Yeah, I'll get uh, Lenny out too. Okay, and just L- to Lenny around. is just kind of holding up. Okay, and uh, Morty, what, who do you got? What do you Morty, got? You Morty's uh, not going to have any. None of his are currently out, but he strolls over to what is the front of the building, um, and starts to relieve himself over the edge. <laughs> you are relieved. <laughs> And so Fuck, I don't like. What do you want me to say? <laughs> A little bit of wind kicks up and like blows some pee back onto your pants. <laughs> Roll a pee check, please. Um, HB is still cruising through her 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 motions on this computer. Um, seems like things are going not that great, uh, but progress is being made, and you know this because we'll just have her say that to you. Like it's not going so great, but I think I'm getting there. Um, uh, a huge. Uh, a huge uh, thunderous burst crashes through the the door to the roof and uh, you see Max stumble through as he looks up and he he fixes his cap and he looks around and goes they told me somebody was heading to the roof but I didn't think it would be you losers and he immediately (laughs) pulls out three pokeballs Max your voice has changed (laughs) I'm going to make sure I end you this time no prisoners and he lobs his pokeballs into the air did you go through reverse puberty? That's what to say. He sounds like Ben Shapiro now. <laughs> this is a Benjamin we're, we're, we're making, Yeah, we're making character adjustments on the fly here. Um, all right, let's go. All right, so let's uh, roll roll some uh, some initiatives here. Hell yes, natural one. 
<laughs> Get him out now. Get him out now, Jimmy. <laughs> Which is a four with my mod. I got an eight. Five plus three. Morty got a 15. Uh, and Max, natural 20. So, Max. <laughs> of course he did. Morty. Uh, 15. And then June. Eight. Uh, eight. Jimmy. And let me roll for HB real quick. Natural 20. So he's got three Pokemon to go before ours. Um, so he releases three Pokemon and um, each one of your, uh, all of your watches uh, per usual fire up and uh, uh, in unison uh, to register the three Pokemon. The first one. Ivysaur. There is a bud on this Pokemon's back to support its weight. Ivysaur's legs and trunk grow thick and strong. If it starts spending more time lying in the sunlight, it's a sign that the bud will bloom into a large flower soon. Monferno. It skillfully controls the intensity of the fire on its tail to keep its foes at an ideal distance. Croconaw. Once Croconaw has clamped its jaws onto its foe, it will absolutely not let go. Because the tips of its fangs are forked, like barbed fish hooks, they become impossible to remove when they have sunk in. Max looks around and he goes, uh, he, he kind of reflects to the battle and he goes, all three of you on, uh, on the girl. And he points towards HB who is clambering onto, um, onto the computer. Um, and all three Pokemon form a triangular formation and uh, begin closing in on HB with uh, Ivysaur being the only one to make an attack on uh, the Pokemon surrounding HB. The Ivysaur looks over. That's right, poison powder. And the Magnemite is poisoned. Um, point of order. Yes. Steel types are immune to poison. Yeah. Arbitrary Porygon. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Porygon is poisoned. <laughs> Great point of order. Well sought. <laughs> DM the shit out of that. We'll just shift it to somebody else. Um, so the Monferno, the Ivysaur, and the Croconaw are closing in on HB. And HB is up next. Seeing what's going on. Uh, and just seeing Porygon kind of like flutter and, and take ill. Um, HB releases uh, Denver, the Growlithe, and has it uh, begin doing a, a, a like an ember-like spin to kind of protect the antenna and her Pokemon while she works. Um, and the Growlithe uh, begins to stand guard. So now there's almost a sort of ring of fire surrounding the computer and the antenna tower as... Porygon has slowed down. Magnemite is working furiously, and Denver stands guard as HB continues to clack away on the computer. And uh, Morty, you're up. Uh, Morty's going to pull out uh, his Pokeball with a chew in it and kind of hurl it towards uh, HB, hoping for a chew to come and uh, assist in her defense. Um, as soon as a chew uh, releases from the Pokeball and hits, you kind of see it start going towards a HB, right? That's kind of the direction you were sending it, if I yep. understand. Okay. It takes a couple steps towards HB, and then all of a sudden, it begins to spin rapidly in a circle, uncontrollably fast, and it gets faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, and finally begins to glow white. And then with a... We'll say a, we'll say a pop and a sneeze, you see, uh, you see a different Pokemon in front of you. Um, with a bigger nose and a mustache, and your watch fires up, Morty. Probopass. It exudes <laughs> strong magnetism from all over. It controls three small units called mini noses. <laughs> what? What? So your uh, your um, in the middle of the fight. Your uh, nose pass has evolved into Probopass. How do I do that in the app? So we're, we're going to do, because this is uh, this is kind of a shout out to the game, just for those of you listening, Nose Pass, to evolve Nose Pass into Probo Pass, you have to be in these mountains in the game. Um, and it's kind of like a thing that happens, like once you level up and you're in the mountains, it occurs. Um, so to kind of stick the flavor to the game, what we're going to have you do is just add a level of HP to it, but it hasn't officially 
gained all the buffs. We'll say it's kind of like it evolved, but kind of prematurely. So it, it gets a little bit of a HP stat boost. But once you'll actually be able to evolve it in the app is when we'll make those big changes, if that's cool with you. So do I just add a level to it, basically, in the app? or Give like- it, um, when you evolve a Pokemon in the app, give it, you give it double its level in HP. So what level is it currently? It's four. So, so just give, give it, it eight more. Eight yeah, more. just give it eight HP. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, and then as you kind of see the, the, the new Pokemon in front of you, um, it kind of looks back at you, and you also gain one point of loyalty with Achoo. Achoo, yeah. Sick. And then uh, please please re-instruct your command to your uh, uh, your evolved Pokemon. Um, uh, Achu, you look you look a lot different, but I like it. Um, let's let's harden up around HP, and Snot just begins pouring out of Probopass's <laughs> nose and covering Achu in a, a film of Snot. Perfect, a Snotty Probopass. Uh, June, you're up. All right, Cinder, just like we practice, quick attack, Peck, get that Ivysaur, and. Uh, Sinner's going to use her bonus action for quick attack and then her main action for peck. And Wait, peck you're not be... going to build a protective rock tomb around the person that we're protecting? Well, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna... A, I don't. I know what happened last time. B, uh, I would have to switch to him first. So, Cinder's up. Uh, all right, so quick attack first is a natural one, so that will miss. And then my peck is a 13 on Ivysaur. Uh, 13. No, I'm sorry, 14. 14 hits. 14, okay, 13 does that. Uh, Peck is super effective because it's a finally flying type on grass. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a 1 plus a 2, Jesus, 7. 14 damage. Okay. 14 flying. So uh, Cinder kind of like dive bombs uh, Ivysaur, and Ivysaur leaps to the right at the last second for the, the last attack, but... Cinder kind of like flaps her wings out and twists and nails him in the side with her her long beak uh, before tr- trying to dart away. One of the large uh, leaves uh, for on the bud on Ivysaur's back is sheared off and kind of falls off, almost withering away as this uh, flying type move uh, impacts and parts quite a bit of damage onto the Ivysaur. Um, Jimmy, you're up. All right. Um, so you have Yanma, and you never established who you're going to start with, so I'll let you do that now. Lenny. Um, okay. Yanma is uh, flying around aimlessly. Uh, Good stuff. Disobediently. <laughs> so we'll start with Lenny, who will, um, I guess, so they're kind of running towards us, and we're sort of arrayed defensively around, um, what is it? JB? HB. 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 <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's we're standing fine. between. Okay, so um, Lenny's Lenny's just going to charge forward and uh, throw a low kick at the um, what's the monkey called? Monferno. Monferno. That is a twenty-two. That hits hey, big time. He hey, is. look, Jimmy's showing up at a <laughs> big battle. This guy, call him big battle, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's fighting, fighting on fighting is super effective, so it's super effective. Uh, fuck. Um, which, right, we double I will the say, the according to the app, Monferno is not weak to fighting. Yeah, fighting and fighting are not yeah, they are, super effective. They? No. You're thinking ghost and ghost and dragon and dragon, but fighting and fighting are not. I, um, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Uh, in that case, <laughs> I do five damage. But uh, under um, protest, because <laughs> I think that it should be ten. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll, I'll make. No, nope, um, it's not. It's not. Fighting types are not super effective <laughs> against each other. Dang. I was even going to give you two points just because. Okay, so Monferno takes a shot for five. So anyway, yeah, that's a one d ten, which I rolled a one on <laughs> for my first combat hit, perhaps in this entire campaign. Um. <laughs> The, the blaze around um, Growlithe 
uh, the, the circular kind of ring of fire it has uh, to protect HB, the Porygon, uh, and uh, Magnemite. And uh, the satellite itself, or the antenna itself, grows a little bit and starts to expand out. And just to let you know, any moves that put you into that fire or uh, or enemies into that fire will have you'll you'll, you'll take damage from, um, kind of like a um, an environmental trap of sorts. Um, back up to the top, uh, Max immediately uh, shifts focus. Um, off of HB now that there's kind of a, a fire perimeter set up. He knows he's poisoned the Porygon. Uh, the Growlithe is, is in the mix, but not in a, um, attack mode, we'll say. Um, and Max begins to shout out, uh, uh, shout out orders. Ivysaur, get some revenge on that, uh, was it Fletchender? Fletchling, get some revenge on that Fletchling. Vine Whip. Um, does a 15 hit. Yes, okay. uh, but it's going to be resistant, so half damage. Okay. Um, for eight, so four. Nice. Um, and as as the Ivysaur is doing its thing, Monferno! Oh, shit, I pulled up the wrong person. Ah! <laughs> I'm like popping between a bunch of profiles. Okay. Uh, Monferno, use Ember on the nose! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harden explain that is that physical attacks or is that all attacks? It just says, it just adds to AC. Yeah. Okay. Natural one. So uh, <laughs> Monferno like fire brings its tail kind of in front under its uh, under its left arm and kind of grabs a ball of fire around it. And as soon as it releases the fire from its hands, a huge just kind of mountaintop wind throws it off course and it fires. Um, the, the fireball aimlessly into the direction of um, timber and we'll say it, the, the trajectory is like timber the crocodile ivy sore we'll say it's all kind of in that direction as it flails so I'm just going to roll the d6 one and two um, it'll be timber I'll roll on timber uh, three four on ivy sore uh, five six on the crocodile and that's a three wow that's that could be bad for a ivy sore here yeah. <laughs> uh, for a 17. Okay, so we're doing double damage, yeah? <laughs> Fire. Yep. Okay. Uh, 17 the double, or is that easy to take 34? 34? <laughs> no, 17 was to hit, essentially. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so 14 damage on the Ivysaur. <laughs> as the Ivysaur uh, goes to, to Vine Whip and, and hits uh, um, the Fletch and Lermesley, it kind of uh, is is trying to line up perhaps another shot with another vine as its uh, last two kind of leaves on the back to the bud are just sheared off of it through this fireball as it rolls through. And that is a lot of damage on that guy. Holy shit. Okay, so last up is Croconaw, Um that gargles a mouthful of, uh, of water and hits into a jet stream. Uh... Uh, right at Timber. We'll engage Timber. Uh, six. Probably not. Yeah, no. Um, so that's the turn. HB uh, yells over her shoulder, Denver, keep the fire roaring! And you see the ring of fire grow uh, again. And we go to June. I get a bonus to attack and damage because I'm an ace trainer. And I got other ace trainer stuff that I could use. Okay, so I'm going to use uh, quick attack and peck again on the Ivasaur to try to finish this off. I say, say the sinner, that looked like it worked last time. Keep it up. So two attacks, bonus and regular action. Quick attack is a 19. All right, so that'll do four normal damage. Okay. And, and then peck is an 18. Yep. Which will do three plus five is eight, 16 Flying damage. Ivysaur is struggling, but it is not down. Damn. It is, okay. It is. It is hobbling, and it's it's almost even having trouble like fighting just the winds that are kind of whipping across this roof as it's kind of staggering. The leaves kind of throw the or the loss of the the leaves on its back is kind of throwing the bud out of balance too. So it's kind of uh, dragging it around, maybe like a dog with a cone on its head, just kind of you know can't quite keep its balance. Um, um, I'm gonna use. You know, I Actually, went to June, but I, I should have gone to Morty. I apologize, Morty. So That's fine. Um, sorry, Joe. Continue. Yeah, June is an ace trainer. I'm going to use Battlemaster to add to the damage. I get to roll a d6 okay. uh, and add to 
that single damage roll after the initial roll. So this will be double a d6 to try to finish the Ivysaur off. Uh, it's a one, so two more damage. That does not finish the off the Ivysaur. It's <laughs> a good Damn thought, uh, but that doesn't quite finish off the Ivysaur. Uh, Morty, we'll jump back to you. Sorry about that. That skip there. That's fine. Seeing the, the Ivysaur being kind of um, in its last throws, maybe, of... Maybe even talk, eh, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Never mind. Ivysaur's safe from, from Probo Pass at you. <laughs> He's still going to be at you. I'm going to use a Thunder Wave, thunder wave on the Croconaw. Nice. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes Par- sense. Paralysis. Is that just automatic? Like, just automatically, automatically, that's just it? I don't have to roll an attack wave thing for I think that? I have to roll against They roll a save. Yeah, you just roll a con save against my move DC. Uh, that's an 11. Move DC was 12. Okay. He's paralyzed. Nice. Just a real quick for everybody at home. A paralyzed creature has disadvantage on any strength or deck saving throws and attacks against it have advantage. After selecting a move to activate and spend PP, roll the D4. On a result of one, it is incapacitated and restrained. Uh, The trainer of a fully paralyzed Pokemon may still make an action. If a creature is paralyzed, confused, asleep, the paralysis roll goes first. So uh, that's a very, very strong status effect to have on the untouched Croconaw. Um, and Jimmy, you're up. Um, Hold on, real quick. Uh, Morty, does that deal damage? No, no damage. Okay. Cool. Uh, wow, everybody else's foe is really getting beat up. But uh, <laughs> this guy is okay. Hold lo- on, looking pretty okay. Tins, I can't let it slide because it's bothering me. You got some like black shit in your teeth, and it's. Oh, yeah, oh. sure enough. <laughs> Here you go, patrons. Perfect, right in front of for. a mirror. This is what you guys pay for. <laughs> Look, hey, at least I said something. Hey, yep, good looking out. Uh-huh. All right. How far are you? It's a little bit of oregano. I had leftover pizza for lunch. <laughs> um, what was I saying? My, my enemy is in pretty good shape. Um, why don't I try... I'm just going to do another low kick. On uh, Monferno, the monkey, Monferno. That's a uh, probably a hit. Nineteen. Yes, that is a hit. And this time, nine damage. Um, great. So, the the ring of fire expands, um, and since you guys were kind of triangulating around HB, you guys start feeling the heat of this at your backs. Um, the Growlithe is clearly having. Uh, following the commands of its trainer of HB to keep the fire roaring to protect them, uh, but it, it, it's not having the sense of stability and control that it might uh, if they weren't if you guys weren't uh, at the highest peak of a mountain on top of a roof with winds blowing around, so maybe that's causing the, the shift in this ring as well. And we're back to Max. Um, the Monferno, after just taking a shot um, uh, a shot from Timber uh, and eviscerating uh, with an ember previously the uh, the Ivysaur. Um, Max howls out, uh, howls out, Monferno, focus back on that timber, flame wheel. And it's a flame wheel that's a natural 19. That will hit. Okay. Um, oh, excuse me, this is, a, this is a, a deck save. So this is actually on you. Um, oh. uh, a deck save to, against my move DC to take half damage. Uh, deck save is a 19. The deck save is a 19 as well. Okay, so you'll be taking half damage of what I roll here. That's fine. So it was a 14 total, so you'll take uh, Timber, will take 7. Lanny will take 7. Um, oh, 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 how, do, how does the, the dissipate the, the heat from this big flame wheel um, that seemed like it was going to strike true, but alas does not? He just posts up, squares up with he's still got his uh, he's still got his four by four over his shoulders, and he just squares his feet and takes it straight on, and um, it just sort of puffs out, and uh, it looked cool, but it didn't hurt him very much. Fair enough. So Monferno thinks it's 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 uh, jived in for a, a dialed in hit, and it is dissipated or deflected off. Uh, Krokinoff spins on its heel, uh, refocusing now to Achoo, the Probo Pass. Because of the uh, uh, thunder wave, the paralysis that it was just hit with, 
and um, its its jaw begins to follow to fill up with water again. Uh, you kind of feel uh, that it doesn't need to be commanded necessarily as strongly as the other two do by Max. Uh, perhaps their loyalty stronger, their bond is stronger, and Crokinaw is kind of operating uh, a, a little bit more under its own volition. So Max is, doesn't even yell an order to it as his jaw fills up with water and a heavy stream of water fires towards Probopass. Don't we have to roll something to see if he's paralyzed? I have to yeah. roll, expend the PP, and then I roll a D4. Uh, I think, okay, gotcha. I, I believe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, because if it doesn't hit, then... Well, you uh, you pick a move, and then you roll the D4. Oh, I'm sorry. And then you... uh, okay. So I'll choose Water Gun, and that was a two. Um, so I'll roll the attack again. Uh, 18. Oof. So I'm assuming that hits. That is my exact DC. Lucky me. Yeah, that's a good AC. Your Probo Pass has 18. It's 17, 17 plus one, because from, from Harden. Damn. Okay, so well, Probo, ha- Probo has has twenty like later on if it evolves as normal, I think. But. Um, so that is uh, six plus two times two, so sixteen. Sixteen damage on Probo Pass from just a gargantuan water gun. It actually pushes Probo Pass backwards a couple steps because of how strong the force is, um, and this Ivysaur is just teetering, uh, teetering back and forth. And Max like, come on, Ivysaur. One last shot on the Fletchling, Razor Leaf, mm. and the irony of having no leaves sets into Max as he like <laughs> rolls his eyes. Shut, fine whip. <laughs> um, I rolled uh, a D one hundred, which isn't correct, <laughs> and a nine uh, on Fletchling. That will miss. That will miss. So the Ivy Sore reels its vines back and almost the weight of the vines going back just cause it to teeter backwards and it kind of collapses in uh, on its front uh, front two legs uh, kind of buckle under it and it like drags itself back up um, uh, Max is furiously now like digging into his pockets um, and we're over to HB who you don't hear any commands from her, but the ring grows and the singes, the hair on the back of your neck begins to singe a little bit as the triangle you guys have formed to protect her uh, now puts you within uh, a few feet of the Growlithe's roaring fire. And Morty, you are up. Um, Croconaw is paralyzed out of space. Uh, you know what? Seeing the Ivysaur being uh, kind of... Uh, struggling to keep up and trying to tip the odds in our favor, uh, Morty. Uh, a chew, rock throw on that ivy saw. That would be a seventeen to hit. That hits. That hits. Nice. It's one d eight plus three. For it's an one d eight plus three. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you'll knock it out. So uh, go on and describe that for me. Tick. Uh so there's the three little. Um, there's. The, what are what you call them? That were floating around Probo Pass? I think they're mini boogers or something. Mini boogers. <laughs> okay. So so oh, when we use rock throw, all three of those little mini boogers just go flying mini at the noses. It mini noses. It should have been noses. that obvious. <laughs> that, yeah, that should have been obvious. All three of them just go and just repeatedly start pelting this ivy sore one after the other until uh, it just collapses. The Ivysaur collapses and you kind of see the bud uh, on its back open up and then kind of like wither back into itself as uh, Max promptly pulls out uh, the Pokeball uh, and and yells Ivysaur return. And we are on June. All right. June uh, yells to Cinder. Nice job. Nice job. Now let's get that crocodile. That that alligator looked like it was doing some heavy damage to Nosepass or to, to Achoo. And we're going to use Quick Attack and Peck. And since it's paralyzed, I get advantage on uh, both attacks. Yep. So you're going to do the Peck Quick Attack combo? Peck, yep. 18 on Quick Attack. Yep. For uh, three damage. And then Peck, uh, natural 20 with advantage. And that is going to do eight flying. So a total of 10 damage. As Cinder kind of dive bombs the Croconaw with a quick slash of her her talons and then a peck from her beak. The uh, Certainly not an irrelevant amount of damage, but the Croconaw snaps around and it, it almost 
feels like it can't concern itself with what's above it, with everything that's in front of it. Um, but uh, the the crocodile is definitely thrown off kilter a little bit. And Jimmy, you are up. So it, it, you said the so the the ring of fire is getting bigger every turn. Fair to say, if Timber stays where he's standing right now, we might conclude that he is going to get he, the fire will overtake him by the next turn. Uh, it's, I've been growing it on HB's turn and at the end of all of you. So, um, if you were feeling the hairs on the back of your neck singe last turn, um, might've been a good idea to move. So. Timber is not going to move and he is going to use bide. (laughs) He's still in the, uh, posted up stance he was in from when, uh, Monferno threw the flame wheel at him. He's going to stay in exactly the same spot. And he just starts kind of, you see the kind of, uh, I don't know, Dragon Ball Z uh, tingling of light around him. (laughs) Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, And that brings us back to Max. Um, Monferno! Fury swipes! And uh, Monferno kind of like drops its hands and and takes a couple steps forward and begins uh, slashing at... Uh, Lanny wildly uh, with these fury swipes. These furious swipes. Natural 19. So I'm assuming... That'll hit. Uh, um, okay, so I'm going to roll uh, a, a d4. On a result of 3 or 4, which was a 3, um, you may immediately hit again for additional normal damage. Continue this process until you fail to roll a 3 or a 4 and a d4, up to a maximum of 4 hits. So right now we're up to 2 hits. Three hits, four hits. Um, <laughs> so I rolled a three, a four, a three. Yep. So that's 23 damage, and um, <laughs> Timber will say just the Fury swipes and it holding its ground um, is now getting pushed back, and um, it gets gets its uh, gets its back into the into the the flames of the uh, the Growlis, um disc for an extra one damage. Nice. Okay. So, so wait. So that was twenty-four total. Twenty-four total. I believe. Yep. Twenty-three or twenty-four. I, I, I what? I, it's one of the two. So it was twenty-four. It was twenty-four. Okay. Total, including the one. Yeah. So. By the way, I'm looking at. Uh, I never noticed before. I just assumed. I, I I didn't know what these like nose friends that Probopass has. So I looked it up, and um, I always assumed he had like shoulder pauldrons. More noses. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually noses floating around. More noses. <laughs> it's a prime, prime. It's in his character design. model. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, a big, big uh, hit by the the um, Monferno, but per- perhaps feeding into Lanny and um, Jimmy's plan a little bit. Um, the Croconaw focuses on uh, Probopass yet again. Um, again, its mouth filling with uh, with water as it kind of s- takes the lead of Monferno and rotates around the, the Probo Pass to be able to try and hit it with a water stream and try and drive it back again into the fire. Um, that is a 14, and I don't believe that hits the Probo Pass. Did you? It doesn't. Okay. The Ring of Fire grows again, um, so Timber will take an additional four damage, um, and then... Morty, you'll take one. June, you'll take three. Mm. And Jimmy, you'll take three. As now the fire is quite literally on your heels. Um, And HB is still pounding furiously. Um, Just a quick glance at the Porygon. It's, It's... it's laid down. It's not floating around anymore, helping. Uh, the Magnemite is whirring faster than ever, and HB, um, you kind of see her with a screwdriver as she pulls out of her tool belt, and she is physically mounting the MacGuffin now to the side of the computer and beginning to run wires to the antenna. And Morty, you are up. Uh, so I first thing, Morty's going to move kind of away from the fire, Good call. I like um, it. Strong choice. While trying calling <laughs> a chew towards him, um, and putting you know basically putting a chew between Morty and the fire at distance. And as a chew closes in, Morty's going to reach out um, and lay his hand on a chew. And I'm going to use the full amount of my pure heart trainer ability to heal 
at you for 25 hit points. Nice. nice. Very nice. Cool. June, you're up. All right, June uh, is going to just feel the flames behind her, so focused in on the battle she didn't realize what was going on, and she's going to step some amount of feet forward to try to get further away from the the ring that's growing um, and call out to Cinder again for another pair of attacks on the Croconaw. So quick attack and peck, quick attack. That's going to be a 17. Yep. That'll do five normal. And then a peck is a 23. And I'm going to use one of my battle uh, master dice to add a d6 to this. Okay. So 2d6 plus 5. That's 8 plus 5 is 13 flying damage. So total of 18 damage to the Croconaw. Okay. Um, got it. So another very strong turn by uh, Fletchling for sure. Uh, Jimmy, you are up. Lanny is sitting in the fire. And since Lanny's up, um, I'll, I'll have you for the for the sake of I, I know what you're I, I, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, for the sake of flavor, you can have the damage from the fire ring it's standing in happen at the start of your turn, at the end of your turn, depending on when you're actually going to release Bide. How much damage is it going to do? <laughs> you tell me. You have the uh, attack in front of you. No, the fire. <laughs> no, the fire. Oh, uh, I've been rolling 1d6 with no addi- additive. Okay, I'll take it at the beginning of my turn because I have seven health. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have three left. <laughs> okay. All right, so I took four? Yes. So 28. So you can do 56 uh, well, no, damage I, took, here? I already took four, so 32. Hmm. Um, this was a high-risk, high-reward strategy. Just don't roll like Jimmy does. Let's <laughs> see if we can hit Monferno for 64 damage. I should have helped. Will an 11 do it? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. That is All the right. saddest shit ever. I was really excited for, for that. And Monferno of the three has the least amount of AC no. as well, um, which was twelve right. for what it's worth. And oh god, anybody, anybody got any any reactions or no? Uh... no. <laughs> um, describe it. Describe this monumentous <laughs> bide failure to us. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> Lenny uh, is all psyched up. He's smiling. He's he's glaring. He's very uh, very excited to unleash this incredible amount of power that he's stored up. He pirouettes around. He swings his uh, four by four down straight in front of him to just absolutely delete this Monferno off the face of the universe and um, this enormous. Uh, like blade of energy shoots out from his four by four and uh, goes about one foot to the left of where Monferno is actually <laughs> standing uh. and does not hit him. <laughs> uh, Monferno and Max look at each other and we're like, <laughs> um, yikes. As, as we, uh, but in so doing, he takes several steps forward, as does Jimmy, and is not standing in the fire anymore. <laughs> Great read on the sitch. Um, over to uh, <laughs> over to Max. Uh, Max. Max. All right, Monferno. Okay, let's try to take care of that timber. And Monferno just steps up with another round of fury swipes. And that is a seven. Seven will not hit. Nice. <laughs> and Monferno, maybe uh, shaking in its uh, shaking in its skin a little bit from that massive bite it fortuitously uh, 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 dodged, swings uh, wildly at um, at Timber, who is able to deftly maneuver around them. Uh, and uh, next up, we have Croconaw. Croconaw's focus is remained on Probo Pass as its mouth begins to fill up with water uh, yet again. Actually, hold on. Let me do a quick little read here. Um, the the uh, the crocodile's mouth begins to fill with water. However, you just see it kind of glow red for a moment as uh, it's put itself into a rage. Um, you roll the paralysis first. Uh, four. Um, and 
Uh, Croconaw is in a rage as Max has pulled out what you uh, can identify as some sort of potion uh, from when it was rooting around his pockets. And he's making his way towards Monferno. And uh, Morty, you're up. Um, achoo. We've already got one of them struggling. Let's let's thunder wave that Monferno. Great. So I have to make a con save, right? Yep. That is a 15. Dad, success. Boo. Monferno kind of ceases up for a second and is able to just kind of give itself like a head shake to snap out of it. Um, any any movements or anything you want to do? Um, I want to... I want a chew to basically move so that the uh, croconaw is between a chew and the fire. Okay, great. Um, and that puts us on June. Okay, June uh, spots Max kind of trying to approach this Monferno, and she yells to Cinder. She she sees him like pull out this potion. She yells to Cinder, "Quick, knock that thing out! We got to take these guys out!" And um, Quick attack allows me to like move a certain amount of free feet because it's fast. So I'm going to use a, my bonus action on Max to try to uh, knock the potion away from him so he can't use it on Monferno. Great. All right. So quick attack. That's plus six. That's a 22. Max is going to take uh, four normal damage. Uh, so I'm going to allow you to either deal the damage to Max or knock the potion out of its hand out of his hand knock knock the potion out, um, for sure so and then I get my normal action um, yep. kind of describe uh, describe what that what that looks like on that quick attack so, there. yeah so so Fletchling hears uh, her trainer and just takes one swoop to the left and tucks its wings in and just dives down straight at Max's hand uh, piercing the potion with her beak as it kind of flies off and crashes to the ground uh, as it crashes to the ground, a wind gale across the roof kicks up and swipes it. Not even, not even the the remnants of the potion can be accessed. It's just blown off this roof as the wind. And uh, I believe Fletchling can make another action, right? Or was that yeah, a, a yep. combo turn? That was a bonus action. So she's just kind of like, kind of like she dives down and then she swoops back up and is going to go dive back at the croconaut to try to finish her attack um, after that D uh, detour. So that's uh, 16 on the Croconaw for Peck. That hits. And I'm going to use my third battle dice to add another d6. So that's 8 plus 5. That's 13 flying damage on the Crocodile. 13. Okay. Jimmy. Jimmy is going to take Timber back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did great, buddy. You really spooked him with that last move, but uh, let's let somebody take over and uh, sucks him back up into the Pokeball. And then he goes, All right, Yanma, get in there. <laughs> and he looks up at the sky, and Yanma is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> good turn. Good turn. I'll tell you what for for Yanma for this you can't see Yanma, but um, go ahead and uh, roll an animal handling check. Six. Okay. Yanma, you might never see Yanma again. <laughs> um, you found every one of those. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> So uh, back to Max, who like uh, uh, sees the potion on the ground. Um, Crocodile, water gun on the d- nose, Monferno. <laughs> More fury swipes, and they both uh, close in on Probo Pass. Fletchling being in the air, and Jimmy aimlessly with no Pokemon in the area. <laughs> um, uh, so fury swipes on Probo Pass. That is a 13, uh, which I assume doesn't hit. And then uh, the Croconaw Water Gun, 19. That does hit. Plus Rage. Oh, actually, Croconaw needs to make a concentration check after my flying. I hit it with a flying attack. Paralysis is 2. Concentration is 11. You good. And then we'll roll for the Water Gun damage. Um, the stab bonus is that the what, what's that? 
You add uh, add to damage if it's the same type as the Pokemon. So water, water, you're good. So you add stab. I don't know what level they are. It, that'll change what the stab bonus is, but it's probably plus one. It's built into the app if you build the Pokemon in the app. It's already there. Yeah. This is going to be a shit ton of damage, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no. 10, 12 plus stab because he's low HP. Who's low HP? Crocodile. Oh, no, he gets torrent, no. the ability. Uh, gotcha. So 13 and then plus one for rage. 14, 28. Okay. Well, you just heal 25, so you're probably feeling yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so Crocodile does unleash a massive... Um, Massive water gun uh, that pushes back Probopass a little bit and allows the Croconaut to itself take a couple steps away from the Ring of Fire as it grows yet again. And uh, Morty, you are up. Achoo, you can't just stand there all day and take this. We got to fight him back. Hit him with that rock throw. 17 to hit. That hits. Nice. nice. Uh, so yeah, all all the, the three boogers start, or three noses start uh, spinning together and they do they start flying into this croconaut and they do 11 damage Um, I want to add a paralysis thing to this Um, since you hit with your first attack roll another attack and if this attack hits it's going to push the croconaut backwards um, uh, into the fire 16 oh that hits Um, so has 5 HP left so I'm rolling for the demise of my own Pokemon here. <laughs> Come on, five or six. That's yeah, a fucking six. Of course, why yeah! not? <laughs> I, I figured I'd step up for Jimmy since he did no damage anyway. Um, uh, I had two successful hits before I... Before I did into oblivion. Um, so uh, the, the boogers, or whatever they are, the nose boogers. <laughs> the nose crash uh, crash into this croconaw and its body kind of seizes up a little bit and its its jaw like locks open as it's just thrown back maybe with a little aid of the wind on the roof and it hits into the fire and it just with a roar just kind of collapses you hear just Max no cookie (laughs) (laughs) and then just a a beam of red light comes in and scoops the croconaw back into the pokeball um and June, you're up. All right, June yells to Cinder. Cinder, you're doing so good. Keep it up. One more left. And Cinder dive bombs the Monferno for two attacks. A quick attack and a peck. The quick attack is a 25 to hit. And that is a five, five normal damage on the Monferno. And then a peck is a 19. That hits. Which will hit. And I'm going to add june's last battle dice she's got four because of her wisdom to add another d6 so 2d6 plus five and it's going to be doubled because it's flying uh so that's nine plus five that's 14 28 damage to the monferno very down but very not out no i'm just kidding very down (laughs) uh very down but not very not out not out the, the, the Monferno, uh, the, 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 the fire on the end of its tail begins to flicker a little bit as it kind of regresses and then kind of like, and then pulls itself back in. And uh, Jimmy, you're up. Redemption time. Are you still going right. with Yanma? Come on, Yanma. Come on, Yeah, well, Yanma. I mean, it would be a, I'd have to use a move to put out Gothita. Um, <laughs> so I have to roll a four on a D4 for my loyalty minus three Pokemon to do what I say. No, you have to roll a 15 or <laughs> higher on a D20. Three. I, have to, I have to roll a 15 or higher. 15 or higher on a on a D20. It's yeah. got its scarf on. I'm going to say you can do this animal handling 15. Okay. Which, is, Let's which add to it. as of now, hasn't mattered because you've rolled under <laughs> eight every time. So, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 16, baby. (laughs) All right. Yanma darts back onto the scene. Nope. Ready for action. This is how we're doing it. You're just yelling to Yanma. That's what's happening. Um, Yeah. I'd be like, tackle, quick attack. (laughs) Okay. Um, Roll roll to hit. All right. Tackle is a 24. (laughs) Quick attack is... A 26. Do those hit? Um, They both hit. Roll some damage, and then, uh, Jimmy, give me a dex save. 
Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, damage on the tackle is nine. Okay. And damage on the quick attack is four. So 13. Okay. And then uh, give me a deck save. My deck save is a 19. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> the Yanma out of the clouds fires back <laughs> towards her. And you, you see it's just uh, its cool little scarf billowing in the wind off the end of its tail. As it, uh, that's what it was, right? It was a, a scarf. Um, yeah. Scarf, yeah. As it flies towards you, and Jim, you're watching it, and you're yeah, like you're just jazzed up <laughs> that you see Yanma, but you notice that it's like really focused on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as it swoops down, um, its wings clip and crash through the side of the Monferno as it makes a violent <laughs> dip, actually at you, Jimmy, which you deftly maneuver out of the way uh, as the Yanma passes by you, clips the Monferno and takes back to the skies. The Monferno doing kind of like a, a, a 1980s karate movie like side spin like, and then like <laughs> hits the ground. Um, Yanma traject- Defeated? Defeated. Um, nice. Max <laughs> returns returns Monferno and like grabs his stomach. I can't, I can't believe that happened. I... <laughs> and then Max passes out. Hey everybody, this is Joe, your June. Thank you for tuning into episode 19. This was a really, really fun battle and episode to record. And uh, we're pretty excited about where this is going to go next. So I'm um, looking forward to the next recording, but I want to give a special, special shout out to our $10 or more Master Trainer patrons and all our Patreon subscribers that donate to the show and keep us going. Send us your support. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you want to join in, you can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. So without further ado, our Master Trainers, they are Dieter Darker, Zen Zeba, Long Live Durf, Disappoint Smith. Henry Kalhoff, Devlin Brinson, Chubbles, Joe Prudhome, Rip the Cord, Zach Gunther, Kendall Brock, Takiera Mercado, Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Craig Spaulding, Caitlin Harvey, Darth Nate, Robert Gregory, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Spoopy Fondue, Sam J. O. Melton, Fumbles O'Brien, Charles Hollow, 8-Bit Wizard, Raver E. Alice, Chris Nelson, Super Average Jason, Grant Trickle, Joshua McKee, Max Bender, Liquor Locker, Team Finch, Metal Minister, Rockin' Woodshop, Holly Roxana, Strive for Honor, Jello Crew, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Mark Albright, Andre K, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you all so, so much for your donations to the show, your support of us. Um, we really appreciate it. And thank you for all of you for continuing to listen. Um, look forward and enjoy the rest of episode 19, and we will see you in a couple weeks. As soon as Max Cheek hits the roof, uh, Yanma careens back and actually almost like loops back out of the skies towards you as the clouds in the sky begin to turn black as night despite the morning hours and the sun doing its best to fend off the impending darkness. The winds kick up and begin to howl, making it difficult to hear even your own thoughts. The, the Denver's uh, ring of fire has dissipated. The Pokemon have been returned, and HB kind of like protecting herself from the heavy winds on the roof. I've got it installed! You can barely hear her voice over the wind. A massive lightning strike hits the antenna tower, the flash blinding you, and the ensuing thunder knocking all four of you to the ground. Your heart and brain rattle inside their shells, as your vision slowly restores, a massive yellow and black beast is on the roof with you. The power source, Raikou. It's not alone, however. 
On opposite edges of the roof, forming a triangle, are two more four-legged beasts. One with brown fur and a long, light gray cloud of smoke for a mane, large gray paws, and a red faceplate inset with a gray faceplate resembling a Fu Manchu, a yellow crest on its forehead framing its fire-red eyes. On the opposite corner, the other beast is blue and white with a long purple mane. On each side of the mane, a long white ribbon ever flowing forward, its head sporting a massive hexagonal blue crest. Ice is forming on the rooftop, permeating from its paws. In unison, all three beasts lift their heads to the sky. A booming roar ripples across the landscape. A swirling mass begins to form slowly growing to a 25-foot-wide orb, rippling with black, uh, rippling with blacks and deep purples. The center of the orb is pulsing with a burst of colors, and after a few moments, the orb retracts on itself, leaving in its place a breathtaking sight. A 17-foot-tall, dark-blue, four-legged creature with a bold silver metallic chest plate sporting a bright diamond in the center. Light blue streaks cover its massive body, accenting its metallic horns, claws, and wings. Raikou's voice echoes in all your heads. They can give us a chance. Raikou turns his gaze over to the three of you and nods. Another lightning strike and the three beasts are gone, leaving you three face to face with the steel dragon. I am Dialga, creator and controller of time. It has been centuries since I have been summoned to this dimension. The Spear Pillar and Mount Coronet have changed drastically since my last visit. The legendary beasts have requested my intervention on this dimension's behalf. Restitching the fabric of time is unnatural, and thus I do not influence time lightly. I have allowed many dimensions to cannibalize themselves. However, not a single one of those instances have the legendary beasts advocated for a change in a dimension's trajectory. I do not believe in forced course correction, but opportunity. Very curious is the highest point of Mount Coronet. A black and purple rift opens next to Dialga. This portal will take you to a critical junction in this dimension's history. What you do when you are there will be your one opportunity to alter the destructive path this dimension is on. Step through when you are ready. I mean, I guess it seems like the thing to do. <laughs> June, uh, I would like to recall Cinder and her Pokemon... Um, and looks to HB to see if she's seeing all this uh, and just says, HB, do you, uh, are you good here? Are you coming with? I've HB takes a look around and um, she's, she's making her way towards the portal. All right. Jimmy. Uh, so we're going to the past, right? Jimmy like- thinks about it for a second and is like, wait, Oh, I'm in. And that's all he says. He just strolls right through. Oh, there's those bets I can make if I know the result. <laughs> yeah, June, June just kind of steps forward without any words, uh, just looking up at this great beast, ready to change the world. Um, Jimmy, as you walk through, just like that kind of like noise happens as the gate like kind of like snaps past your form behind your... Uh, June, same thing. HB follows June through, and uh, Morty. Morty pulls up the rear. Morty, uh, Morty hobbles through, and as the last of you steps through, the portal begins to close. As the portal begins to close, Max scrambles to his feet and makes a dash, diving headfirst into the purple and black mass with a wink and "Smell you later" to Dialga. The red sneakers passing through as the rift blinks out of existence. The camera pans to the steel dragon. And inside all your heads, you hear... Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Should have rock-tombed him. 